All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode. This is episode number 130. And allow me to welcome my guest today, or welcome him back, rather. It's been a while since uh, we've heard from him. Adam Larson, what's going on, man? Not too much. Who would have thought you you wouldn't hear from me, right? Like, wasn't I just always the one who wouldn't shut up? (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, we'll see how this goes. This is a marathon, not a sprint, you got to remember. I like the long distance stuff, so we're good there. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think a good starting point would be to talk about where you've been, what you've been up to, how's uh, how's life been for you so far in the last uh, couple of years since you've kind of gone off the grid a tiny bit. Yeah, I mean, the gosh, I, I feel like I've been off the grid for like two decades, but I realized like I did a few challenges and and came back for the that live road rules. Um, but that was a that was during kind of like my acting days, I would call it, which would mean like acting like trying to become an actor because I wasn't, I had no talent unless I had like bottles of booze in my hands. So pretty quick, I got into like serving and bartending type of thing. And thank God the spirits industry picked me up. But that's like another story. But uh, I uh, I became a dad. I didn't have the children, but I have children. Um, and I married that person. And it, um, we got married first and then we had kids, but that didn't work out. And I dealt with like, I think what road rules and the whole MTV experience really prepared me for was like to do work. If that makes sense. Like, yeah. and like being privileged white men, we need to, because I think a lot of things are like, we're, we're controlled by our subconscious, right? Like 80% of it is there. And like those conscious moments that we have are just really nice, but they're more like whatever was programmed for us. And I just grew up in a really toxic household where, you know, or volatile, volatile household, not like dysfunctional, but not toxic, like tons and tons of love, um, tons of sense of responsibility, but like we didn't communicate well and there was no affection. And so like, like, for when I finally like broke, like I would just blow. And so I really was like, wow, I just got divorced. I, I I'm changing jobs. I've got kids. There's a separation, there's custody. Like what can I do? And I was like, Oh, it's all, it's all me. Like, what are the controllables? What are the things I'd like to control? What's actually in my control. That's a much smaller circle within the circle. And like, so I tried to rebuild Adam 2.0 and I could only do that because I had like this unbiased third person perspective from watching the shows so many times and being embarrassed, but being able to like disconnect from who I was seeing portrayed and then just kind of be like, all right, but like, is that who you want to be? Is that like now you have now you have women and like you're you're gonna try to raise well-adjusted women, but you just want people to like be like, oh, that's just Adam. I know he loves me, but that's just Adam. It's like no, man, like, let's hold ourselves a little bit more responsible. Let's try to raise the vibration of, like, collective society. And so I've been, like, dreaming of creating this, like, travel lifestyle company where you take people on these, like, did you ever see the movie The Game with Michael Douglas? Yeah. It's, like, the best movie ever, right? Well, like, I wanted to do that because, like, Road Rules taught me that, like, if you, like, throw a couple cameras around people, even if they're a GoPro, that you can create these moments. And then you can give somebody something. So, like, eat, let's use a cheesy example like spring break, right? Mm-hmm. When you go on spring break, it's like you have this moment, but, like, the third person who asks you how your spring break was or how your vacation was or how your Christmas was or whatever it is, like, you kind of give them a canned answer. But, like, what if you actually had something to show them that was, like, expanded and, like, that would show them, like, what was capable of their life and, like, maybe this amazing roller coaster of emotions that you had while on a rafting trip with your family but like everybody but it was kind of like a very just like the game was choreographed to like bring this person through these highs and lows it's very therapeutic in that essence it's kind of like how do you create heroes journeys for people for important aspects of their life and like what do you, I don't know. I'm just going to keep on rambling. I feel like I've got, I've got to give you two hours, man. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, so how about, how, so I'm going to rewind. What have I been up to since the shows? I was working in the wine and spirits business. Absolutely loved it. Selling to restaurants and on-premise type of places. And I got promoted and got to work on just the craft spirits type of thing. Basically being the storyteller for these amazing distilleries and brands. And I loved it so much, but wow. like, there wasn't a lot of like, I kind of, I think I kind of maybe capped out in that or I was like, 
what else is there? Because I get bored really easily. Mm-hmm. And uh, and I also got a little greedy. And that's a lesson I learned. I wanted to like, I wanted to go work for these brands that I was building and get a little bit of like, try to get some equity or something like that. I wanted to build brands, but I also wanted to have some sense of ownership in it. And I create that's like, that's kind of what I had done wrong as an actor. Like if anybody wants to be any kind of artist out there, like do the work. Like if you want to act, write, create your own vehicle. If you want to sing, like you better be writing songs. If like you want to be living life, you better be journaling and meditating on it. And like, if you're not focused on something, then like all the other shit is going to distract you. And that's not just if you're ADHD. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So would you say that like it was an organic thing for you coming off? What was your last uh, entertainment thing that you did? Was it that Road Rules, that final one, uh, the viewer's revenge? That was the last entertainment thing you did? Or were you still acting after that? No, that was the, that was it. Um, I, I realized like as an actor that I wasn't uh, really good at remembering my lines. And that goes back to something like just being dyslexic. And uh, yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't think I was playing to, to my skill set. I also just don't have the personality man like i would love to host like travel shows and do all those type of things but it's very hit or miss and so the nice thing about like i had thousands of auditions i like i i did so many horrible student and independent film projects but it was more just like an exercise and i wanted to be an actor because i wanted to experience all these different lives and i thought that like if I could like play a character and dive into something that I could like create connections and empathy with other members, like it was super unpopular growing up. So like I was friends with every single group and I use that term loosely because I just knew everybody in every single group because like everybody kind of like didn't want to be my friend. So everybody knew me. I was like, if you don't, they say like the cantaloupe and the fruit salad, right? Like if you don't know who that guy in the group is, like you're usually that guy. Like I, I, I was just like a cannonball, like I was, I didn't know how to get attention because my parents worked really, really hard. They had a sense, like a strong sense of financial responsibility that meant both parents are working out of the house. And so, you know, you're, my brother didn't come along until I was six. <laughs> so I kind of grew up and like had that only child thing. And like, just wasn't, uh, I don't know. I just wasn't, I wasn't kept in line, man. And uh, it just, when I finally got a second chance and my mom and dad relocated to New Hampshire and they did it for me. Like they did, like they literally, they went back home closer to family. They like, that's why doing something multi-generational and community is so important to me. Like I want to build a village. I want to build this travel company, but I want to have like a, a community where there's like treehouse Airbnbs to like a small, like a container type of gathering center, like community center where there's, where there's multiple establishments where people can like, put forth their skills, whether it's a bike shop or a coffee shop or like somebody just like has this cute little daycare thing. But like, like, I don't know if it sounds cheesy, man, but like, I think it's time to circle the wagons. Like I still have an RV, like I'm still, you know, that's what I'm going to be doing is, well, (laughs) it's a Thor Vegas. It's a, it's the, it's a 25 foot, but looks like a class A. It's just like, it's so much fun. And like, and now you can, now you can Airbnb everything. You know what I mean? You can community yeah. share, you can Uber, you can like, there's, there's already this sense of community. It's like, there's a financial incentive. Like, why would I want to buy a lawnmower if I could put one in the shed and we could all just fucking share it? You know what I mean? Like, are we allowed yeah. to swear by the way? Yeah. It's Skype, right? Go ahead. You know, <laughs> Skype sounds better. there we go. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Reality TV and entertainment, I've realized is kind of like a shit or get off the pot. See, I just did it to make you feel uh, a little at home. I, uh, I appreciate you stepping in the basket there with me. I'm glad I could be of service. No, um, reality TV and entertainment is kind of like a shit or get off the pot type of thing. If you don't intend on that being like your career path forever, you kind of have to pivot and immediately go into something else. Like it comes at you fast once you get off your original show. You know what I'm saying? How often? See, that's like a so that's so so like it shouldn't even be that. Yeah, it should only be an experience. It's only supposed to be like to get caught in that personality that you were when you were like they cast us very specifically from eighteen to twenty four because that's a very rudderless point in our in our lives where we're figuring out exactly who we are, but we're also adults so like we can drink and like there's even more stuff that can go on and like 
um, I, I think that you, oh gosh, like you need to like view that time in reality TV as exactly what it was and, and, and be beautiful with it because like so many wonderful people that I've met from the show, like literally like became the person who was portrayed on TV and then like got asked back or got response from like the audience or like response from fans and stuff like that. And it's like, Holy shit. That's like a, that's such a, like a, that's, that's a downward spiral. That's like, that's really bad. You know what I mean? That's like combining that's at that age, you don't know whether good attention or bad attention, you don't know the difference. You're just getting attention. Right. And so you lean into it. And if you're an empathetic person, who's like into pleasing people, like, Oh man. And if you can, and like, there's so many narcissists and like just people who don't give a F about you who can like really take advantage of you out there. You know what I mean? Like if you don't have a good, strong support network, if you don't have that village or that tribe. So I, I like, did you feel that with you? Like when you were on the shows, cause you, you don't really strike me as someone that, you know, the, sh- the show's really consumed. Like, you know, you did your original show and then you just sporadically sprinkled in challenge appearances. And then you just went out about, uh, went on about your day, you know, like that didn't happen. <sighs> with you, did it? No, it was such a catalyst for me, man. It was like the best. So doing the show, the so i sat down with john murray in, in morocco in like a in john's past so like i feel like i could tell this story um john was just a beautiful human being and john and mary ellis were i think it was early on like it was early enough where we could still like they still felt like we were their kids even though they had like that amazing soap opera and documentary pedigree and they brought it together and they understood the archetypes that like this casting that each person fits into it. And that like, and then you put them together and you put these, like they understood the equation so beautifully, but like, like John was like in, in Marrakesh, like we, he's like, so like, like, what do you think? Like we're kind of starting off your trip for you. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, and by the way, you like, most people like the wall never comes down right like you can't like i didn't have this conversation with like my camera person my audio person the director the producer like unless it was an interview you never got to talk to these people so like the conversation i had with john that one time was just like he had just flown in he wasn't really a part of everything but he asked me he's like about starting the trip and i and then he was like remember like when you graduate college you're gonna like backpack from morocco and like go through spain and like weren't you're super excited about like croatia and like ending in greece like we're kind of starting that trip for you aren't you excited and i was like holy fuck like the universe is just like so taking care of me and like things are just falling into my lap and that's how everything went like i just kind of like kept on leaning forward and like having these amazing experiences and like the eco challenge i went from like volunteering to like see if I could even just like be like to see if I could be a volunteer. And they were like, would you want to put together a team from MTV? And I don't know, man, like, I'm just so grateful. Like, that's my thing is like, I just sit in a state of gratefulness or like appreciation. And now that I want to be like the spiritual guide and really like raise beautiful women, like you don't need to do much. You just need to get out of people's way and, and get in the flow of like, flow of energy that the universe already has going on for you without getting too like hippie chick. Yeah. <laughs> How often besides this present moment, do you ever think back, you know, cause obviously fatherhood puts some mileage on you, right? Like you're not going to really too often think about things that you were doing back in your twenties. How often, if ever, do you really like reminisce and think back aside from what we're doing right now? Um, a good question man like it's the challenges and like the the initial show all the time like i i would like the challenges just like when you think about certain people but the initial show all the time like the quest like what's that the road quest quest? Yeah, yeah, yeah the quest um yeah man like it's that time in your life you're 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 your reality TV version. <laughs> like you don't know what's going to air, you know, like, cherry pop. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I would say, I would say my favorite, my, my favorite thing actually was even the casting special, like to see me that young and that, like, I don't, I think that that was, that was just really unique. And I just, I mean, I'm not, 
the stuff that I think about the most is not always the stuff I'm most proud of either. Like I just showed my seven year old because I, I was like, oh, but I had to find the clip on you. Like I don't even know where where my episodes and my seasons are. Right. Like I literally had to like find some old grainy uh, uploaded. I, I think it was like it had like uh, our voice, but like Tur- like Turkish subtitles on it or whatever. It was like. To, fi- to find the first episode of Road Rules where we climb out of the helicopter and into the desert and uh, like we got a bunch of camels that like they were all follower type of camels. There wasn't a, a pack leader. And so I had to drag this camel for two days. And it was like and just to see like that experience and but to like have my kids watch it and but not want to show them too much of the stuff because it gets yeah. kind of <laughs> you know how it gets. Um I think about it all the time, man. I like, I'll walk by and I'll see like a, I have like a, a sh- like a, like a folded shirt, like a, a jersey. I don't know. I try to save the stuff. I'm super sentimental. I think there's a golden camel somewhere from getting like mummified and wrapped up for like 24 hours with Katie in a coffin. Um, I, I, I really have fond memories. Like I've been, uh, yeah, it's just beautiful, man. Like the the people who you meet. Like when I say expanders, I, I. I think everybody needs to go out there and we need to really like who are the five people we surround ourselves with most. And then we just need to say, okay, how are they expanding our lives? And expanding can like be like definitely taken away from us. Like maybe they're sapping our, our energy or whatever, but like, how do you want to be expanded? Maybe you don't have the modeling you needed, like from, from your parents in order to be like an affectionate lover. So like, all right, well, what's a great couple that is affectionate for you? Or like, maybe you don't have a lot of business acumen and like financial, like who could expand that one area of your life? We really have to be more intentional. And so like looking back and I just got lucky that I had a bunch of interesting things, but I became a Peter Pan, like without doubt. Like I had to own that. Like I was just a entrepreneur and I was a dreamer and I was just like, I'd fill up one balloon with an idea and like, wouldn't even fucking tie a knot in it, right? Like you take all this time to blow up. You've got this great idea. It's like, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like, just like t- so you do all this work in life, and then like you're not, but you're not putting it all together. You're just not tying the bow on it. So like, good for you for actually launching your podcast and doing something, right. not just wanting to do it and telling people about it, but like holding yourself accountable. Like, I love that. Thank you. Well, yeah. how, how about we talk about what you did? What were you doing that led to you auditioning and getting onto the quest originally? So I was down in Puerto Rico doing an internship. I was going to graduate from from BU's hospitality school a sem- like a, a little bit early, and I went down to to work with one of the board, like person who's on the board of directors. He's considered the grandfather of tourism in the Caribbean. His name is Hugh Andrews, and launched Hyatt down there, but he had gone into Puerto Rico and done El San Juan hotel and just a bunch of amazing things. And I lived in this old converted, uh, like nun, um, not monast, not monastery, nunnery, whatever the nun one is. Like, I think it's nunnery. Anyway, like this place is, we'll go with that. (laughs) It's called, um, it's called the El Bohemian or El, no, El Bohem was the restaurant in there. And, Conquistador was the other hotel. And then there's a place in Vieques that I had like four jobs there. I literally went in there. They put me in and I was like, he's like, listen, and and every hospitality internship I had was like this, by the way, like I would start, I would literally work from like housekeeping, engineering, like marketing, like I would work everything. And I, and I was, I love the culinary side. So like at BU, I was doing the, the culinary classes. And so I'd be in the kitchen. I'd, I'd wrap up at like six o'clock in the day. And then like, I'd hang out with the chefs in the kitchen until 10. Like they owned me, right? They, they, they literally owned me at this place. And, um, every once in a while I'd get out and try to meet the locals or like learn how to dance and horrible at it. But like, no, I had, um, and one of the girls who I was dating was super cool. She like asked me to come with her to this audition in the morning for like real world. And I was back in the days when, um, I don't, I, I think I knew about them because I think I, I taught the Boston cast. I think I taught Elka. Anyway, I, I like was a snowboard instructor up at Sunday River when like the Boston Real World ca- cast came up there, and I was in charge of like the kids' seasonal program, and uh, and so um, it was just like 
I knew about real world. I knew about road rules, but I, I really didn't know what I was getting into. And I definitely didn't know about this beforehand. And at the audition, kind of went around the table of like 15 people. Everybody introduced themselves and came to her. And she was just like, yeah, this like, he's going back to Boston and he's leaving me and he promised this. And I was just like, okay. And I just like seen that everybody was basically full of drama. I went around the room and I was just like, wasn't very kind. I was very frustrated at the time. And like, my words were just like, extremely like, I'm not even proud of it. Like I can't even talk about it right now, (laughs) but like I could just tell that some people were like over overly. Okay. So like if I'm trying to act like this, like Jersey shore type of guy, like I might take on a character to do that. Right. Right. If I'm trying to, if, if I'm just figuring out whether like if I've been bullied my whole life and like, now I'm just like owning like that I'm gay or, or transgender or whatever it might be like, like, it was just all too much for me. Like everybody was just like, kind of like heightening their, they were literally holding up a book and being like, judge me by this. And, and, and I'm a victim. And, and it was just like, and so I just kind of picked every single person apart. I was like, I was like, personally, I don't know what you're struggling with. And like, I don't know why you're painting your nails. And like, I don't like, I would just like, but I, I walked out of the room and all three of the directors or whatever, casting people, whatever, like, left everybody else inside and they were just like um would you make a video will you come back like what we i was just like no this thing isn't for me and my girlfriend convinced me to make a video because like they put both of us through and uh i got into it and it was just i don't know how they picked a white guy down in puerto rico and i don't know like how they like i was not nice and but like my dad was what we call brutally honest and if you if people if you know what being brutally honest is, it's like being honest for like when you don't need to be, or when it's definitely not kind. I've, I've tried to change that part about me. I, I've seen a pattern. They like to pick the people that maybe don't take the process as seriously or are kind of like going against the grain, you know, cause yeah. if, if you don't want them, they're going to want you more than someone that's showing up there and showing their ass pretty much like, well, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure we exist anymore, right? Like, if you don't go in with a personality to use reality TV for the pedestal that, or the 15 minutes that it might afford you, like you were saying, if you're not going into it just for that spring break or vacation like experience, you're missing the point. But like, you to to be that raw and to go into it that like like what it with a devil may care type of attitude, yeah. Um, and that and that's kind of the stage that I'm in now is like I think that's why I I considered like going back and hanging out with the veterans and, and and or not the veterans I don't even know what to call people just like old cast members like the people who like I adore and the people who I saw grow and the, the people who I saw kind of you know put it all out there and like there's there's just so much of a connection that the, that the old cast has. Um, because we were so raw, we didn't know what was out there. Nowadays, like it's probably—I don't know how—it went from being like real world and road rules, and then Survivor came out when I did my first my first Big season brother. of Survivor. Yeah, like now there's so much great stuff that's out there. So I think they—I think they're trying to cast more in—I <laughs> say more interesting people, but like you know, they—they they need to have characters on there who can who can deliver because they've got to compete with better shows. Yeah. So now was that a was that a uh, road rules or real world open call that you said you were auditioning for? It was both. I'm not sure. They, Did they do them they differently them to do the uh, casting special was your season when they yeah, had uh, it was back to New York, which was season ten of the Real World, and then yep. obviously road rules the quest. They threw you all in the Hamptons, if I'm correct, in a big mansion or something like that, and you had we went uh, and hung out. We 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 did that after the show. The, the the casting special was in Palm Springs and it's at this like super super cool little place but there was 27 of us and uh, yeah and then when they picked 13 we didn't even know we had to go home back to wherever we were and didn't even know where we were going until we got to the airport like we tried to figure it out we weren't supposed to call each other we were afraid we were going to get kicked off the shows if like you do call each other and so it was it, it was a uh, I don't know man I like that 
I, I like that. Like, I'm getting giddy just thinking about. It. Like, I like I like surprises, and I think it's fun to like. If I, I mean, like, Amazing Race is my that that's my jam. If like, I, I feel like that's the that would be like the business I would want to create for myself. Like, if you know, if you're just like super selfish and want to and want to work doing something you also love, like, yeah, travel company all day long for me. <laughs> what a crop of people they had in that house, though. Like, you look oh. at the amount of people that got plucked from that uh, casting special, and they've gone on. Some of them are still doing shows today. And obviously, like, you look at yeah. uh, some of the things that some of them have gone on to do, too. Oh, my God. Like, um, did, did, in your opinion, did they get it right, though, where people were placed, as far as uh, you know? with um the quest and uh then back to new york season like do you feel like people were placed in the right spots good question that's a great question um i would i would say that like um anybody who says that they weren't placed right like i would need to understand their why um i think that it might be what they're looking for out of the show but i think that i think that they're super 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 smart like they only need a couple different archetypes and once they once once they have like once they have their chess pieces or whatever, it doesn't matter what house you're in. It doesn't it doesn't like an RV can exacerbate the like the issues because you're so on top of each other. But like you also don't want to exacerbate the issues. Like that's why that that's why road rules is like eight to ten weeks, and like and, and real world is is I think twenty weeks or something like that. It's, it's because time. like you 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 want the connections and everything. And like the hive-like movement of characters amongst each other, but you don't you don't want to like in an RV you fucking kill each other like literally like I had to try to figure out how to navigate like <laughs> some like romantic relationships like 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 driving oh, yeah. responsibilities <laughs> cleaning like I mean we like we they didn't even think about shit like our we went we ran out of propane like a weekend and we're driving around in Morocco like trying to like speak spanish and french right like literally blair and i were like we would like try to try to put things in on apps and like i mean we truly like we like we traveled like we had to like heat up water bottles in the microwave and go in the shower like take all of our trash bags of laundry and all the like the mission stuff that was just nasty that was like the only place to put our clothes it was a it was awesome like but i would never do that again there's no way. Like, you, you were a hellraiser on that show. <laughs> Dude, on the quest, even, you, you don't even know. Like, I was like, I, I was such an asshole. Like, I have so many things to apologize to people for. Like, what do you? What? Do, how do you feel about how they depicted you? Because, and you can correct. This is how, from the viewer, like just watching it. This is how I feel like they tried to paint it as like the the holier than than thou cocky guy that fights with all the girls that's kind of how they tried to make it look yeah is that, right? is that spot on in your opinion or do you feel like you know what i think it's always fair to kind of like uh, i'll have to uh i'll have to connect you with mom and and, and ally later on and you could ask them but like you, you know what like like in all honesty it's like you got to get on the adam train and if you're on the adam train then like it's a great trip i've got i'll take great care of you like hospitality but like I'm I'm a Capricorn and I'm a fucking goat, dude. Like I and like I'll climb okay, up the side of the mountain or like an actual goat. Like Capricorn's a goat. Uh, <laughs> oh, what is a goat? Oh, like what? yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah. Um, man. But like, I've also I've really softened, and I didn't see myself as that because I care about people so much, and I am such a pleaser. So I was like, no, like they they agreed they knew like what kind of like how competitive i am but they also knew like all, that i would carry them on my back like so for me to be like motivating and, and being a driver type personality in physical like rock climbing like in stuff that i happen to be in my element in like it's just like taken out of context and like you look at like you look at one minute i'll have like short hair another minute i'll have like curly hair it's like okay this, so I can look at that and I can have my feelings hurt and I could be like, Oh, but this is, this is the show. This is like, th this is the entertainment part of it. So I'm like, yeah, you, but you, you have to be super careful. Like I, I, I kept a journal and I got home from the experience. I wrote like 40 pages about like, I called it the basic road trip. It was like B A S S E K. It was like Blair, Adam, Sophia, Ellen, Katie, 
Steve or Sophia, Steve, and uh, hopefully I don't hang up on you. There you go. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're good. But it's, it's it's beautiful, man. When like when you write that, when you write about that experience and you take the time to do it, then you remember it how you want to. If you're lazy and you just watch what they put on TV, then there's nowhere in the contract that they says that they're going to make you look good. That's like, that's, oh. that's why there's the business idea of it, right? Like, hmm. what about if we actually got to go on these trips and instead of being exploited or like have it, have our worst moment shown and also our, some of our best, like in, to the, for the sake of entertainment, like, what if we did this as like, like really focused on the hero's journey element of it and kind of like built ourselves up for success. So I think the, I think I'm hearing the, it, in this in this life, I think my soul is here to kind of radiate the the type of lifestyle that we should be living, and like the best way to do that, I feel like is being is being a good dad. And yeah. so, I'm mm-hmm. trying to do, I'm trying to really embrace that stage of my life. And but boy, I have I have so many good memories. What are, what are some that stand out? Um, a lot. Of, I mean, a lot of them that weren't captured. There's like. There's a couple of shows that they didn't show. One of them was this. Uh, w- we went into the, this labyrinth in Mexico, like an underground labyrinth, and um, we were chained to the walls. And somebody, and then there'd be like, we'd have to navigate with these torches through everything, and uh, you dig and you dig and dig and dig, and you come up with a box, and the box has key, keys in it, but you have to figure out the puzzle. And well, all these torches somehow were like giving off smoke, and we didn't realize it, but we were like getting affi- uh, like asphyxiated over time, right? Like, like people were like almost passing out. The crew was like, whatever. But like here, like that place was haunted as fuck, dude. Like I had shit being rubbed up and down. It was an old slave chambers. Like I had torches and stuff like that that were just like straight gusted out. Like I was like, like I felt like I got run into, like in this long labyrinth hallway, like really fucking hard like almost knocked backwards and like the i went into the sound guy behind me and he and like that's the only time in the air like that never showed but like they got us out of there again they got us on oxygen but like you have moments like that you are like the moment where we're breaking into the castle like james bond style and like or mission impossible style like we put ourselves in so many type of things we're like yeah we were supposed to clip into a rope but like we didn't Somehow we didn't, and it's like you look back on those type of really cool experiences in really cool places, and you appreciate your life because production can't always take care of you, but you think that they will on those shows, and you think that if like people are throwing rocks at you, well, like production will take care of that, right? Like mm. you just, it's a really interesting experience. And you were pretty open about uh, what was it? You had ADHD or ADD on that show too. Do you do you yeah. feel like uh, that was a culture shock for you at that time of your life? Um, on the show yeah so for those for, for those out there who are on medication good for you for um figuring out in order to sit still and like soak in all of the information in those like classroom situations or whatever um but but like definitely like I had this cool thing where I experimented with my medication with my doctor and titrated different levels would go off on weekends, would take, would, would do different, um, like would go off for the summers or whatever. And then I was really pushed by my parents to do these high adventure type camps where mostly kids are juvenile delinquents, but like you're, you're rock climbing, you're, you're biking for weeks through like fire trails or like old fire roads up in Maine and stuff. Um, it really pushed beyond your like physical limitations and you break down mentally. And, and I think that that's why some of these inner city kids are like really, really tough and have had some, some tough things that have happened to them. And I just realized like, if like the most badass kids that I was around could break down just by like exhausting themselves and then, and then they could connect and then they could grow and they could learn to trust and be vulnerable. I taught, I, I didn't learn that lesson until later on in life when I looked back on like the experiment that that camp was for kids and I really liked it a whole lot. What were we talking about again? Oh, I was asking uh, how much of it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like. I literally like just was like, oh yeah. What? A, I don't know. I would. So ADD is a huge, huge component, but like everybody has it these days. So uh, 
don't use it as a crutch. It makes you special. You have to figure out like your island of competency. You don't want to drug yourself down. And then you finally get like recognized for something or have like, and then it's like the thing that you're most embarrassed about, or like maybe that thing that like, there's a lot of kids out there who will just take themselves off medications or like they'll go to the school nurse and they'll take the little paper cup and throw the pill under their tongue and either give it to a friend or sell it for weed or like just not take it out of shame. And so, um, I think that brings me to a much more important thing is like MTV provided therapy after these shows. And if you're not using therapy for your mind and your, and your spirit, like you use a gym for your body, you're missing out. Like therapy was the best thing that ever happened to me and getting rid of the shame that goes along to it. it, it it's not something that like our older generation, like our parents could really lean into without being judged or thinking that like psychologists were quacks and stuff. So um, ADD is a really, it's a great mixture of things. I think you can like with medication, behavioral therapy, like a strong network of teachers and parents who really care about you and, but being vulnerable, I just need to go out and, you know, get, take a walk in the hallway. Like I had these amazing teachers who would like, I was right about to get in trouble. Like I was the kid literally like, gosh, who was Aaron Hoyt? I am so sorry. I literally like was behind her in class and like, literally like, I, do, I don't know why, but I think this was eighth grade math class and miss chicks or whatever. Like I just cut her hair. Like I just cut like, I lit another girl's hair on fire. Cause I was just playing with a lighter. Like I did so many I did so much stupid shit just because like I couldn't control myself. So for for those of us who are ADHD out there, it, it kind of like it just kind of gives us bumpers a little bit. You know what I mean? It gives us something to like navigate in between and and, and just to really focus. And it feels good when you start being successful. So I'm not saying enough. ADD is it, or just like learning to cope with whatever you think your handicap is. That's that's the key, right? Like. Instead of focusing on your weakness, focus on your strength and like just just dial in dial in your weakness a tiny little bit just so that like it doesn't hinder you, but like actually helps drive you and, and finds what your passions are in life. So many people go through life not having lived. Mm hmm. And that's that all draws back to my point that I feel like back when the shows were in their peak, when you were doing them and obviously like that era. There was obviously a purpose for every cast member to be on the show. They're going to connect with someone that's watching it. And I feel like you might have carved your own um, kind of group of people that you pertain to in that regard. People that are dealing with uh, ADD or ADHD. Hey, wh whoever I can connect with and like motivate to get off the couch and do something with in life, like I love it. Did that, did that inspire you to kind of be active and stuff? Because you obviously you're, you had another archetype. You were obviously very competitive. You know, you did train a lot. Like, was that a part of that a key component? Yeah, like I'm not the six pack guy. Like I've never had a body type that's like like super attractive. Like for like modeling. Like I'm not a like that's not who I am. Right. Like I'm just like um I can fucking run through a wall though, and I can go through. I can endure more pain than almost anybody who I've ever met before. And so like, while I love Alton and Landon and like, I wish that I was like in that good of shape. Like those guys are just like human specimen specimen. Like I'm a, I'm like Peloton strong. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> but like, I also just would never give up. And so I think that what I got a lot out of sports. I got a lot out of exercise and it gives you that dopamine hit or dopamine release that like that, that unfortunately some ADD people gravitate towards some drugs and then it just gets them in trouble. Like our prisons are, I think they're, they're like 25%. It's just a large population of people who never figured out what they were good at. But the thing with exercises, as soon as you incorporate it into your life, I believe that like it, it changes you chemically and like, I wouldn't, I would get in all the trouble. I'd get detentions and inside suspense. Like I would just get in so much trouble. And it'd be like, you'd look at the calendar of the year. It'd be like, yep. In between, in between sports seasons, Adam just can't, Adam just can't control himself. Cause he doesn't what's, have what's any outlet. Play? I was a soccer guy. I was a, okay. I wasn't very good on the field, but, uh, they threw me in the goal. Uh, and I, and I played goalie for a long time. I, I, I love soccer. I picked up a lacrosse stick later on in high school. And I love that. I tried to play in college for a little bit. Um, 
I swam when I was younger. So like I, I swam into track and uh, snowboarded and then kind of like all your outdoor sports where, you know, mountain biking and, and running all the, I was big, I, I was big into triathlons and adventure racing for a long time, just cause it's, it's really gruel. It, it's really grueling. And so I, I ran a few marathons and I was like, this isn't that hard. I was like, I really want to like, I really want to break my body and then try to break my mind. And at, when I get to that place where like my body's broken and my mind's telling me to quit and my body can't go. And like, there's just like the, like at that point, and this is why adventure racing is cool because like you're with a team, like when you are the weakest member of the team, like others pull you up and there's just like, you just, once you start like once you're broken mentally and physically and then you get the human connection which like offers you the ability to like be like oh i still have more in the tank somehow but it's only because somehow somebody loves me so yeah. because they're willing to like carry my backpack for me and like that little act of kindness somehow makes me feel better about the world like it really expanded me so um yeah i'm not the best athlete in the world but like i can't i'll never um I don't know. You, you had a reputation on the shows for being quite a quite an athlete or a leader. I felt though, like I mean, everybody referred to you as like uh, I mean, you were like team captain like a handful of times. You know, everybody kind of had this reputation to you. Yeah, I mean, they, they were all very loss, the, the gauntlet two loss was probably the lone stain on your otherwise uh, impressive repertoire. Dude, I that is so funny. You know, I, I like, and that was, I was in a uh, Trinidad Tobago could have been really interesting because, um, that, uh, when I came back from that show, I got, uh, oh, anyways, there was a lot of really cool people on that show and I just didn't know how to compete. Cause I did that, that showed that I really didn't watch any of the shows, but I still tried to compete physically with Derek, who by the way, like Derek and I have never developed a friendship, but we're friends with all of the same people. and. I'm like, if there's a for, for, like a reason that we didn't develop our friendship, it's probably because we're exactly the same. So Derek, Derek's like, I respect the heck out of him. He's a, he's a fierce little competitor. I tried to beat his ass and like, couldn't like straight up. Like he's awesome. Like uh, I, I owe him a hug and a high five. There was a trivia aspect to that though. That was a little wonky and weird. It was like, you guys had to run after yeah. coconuts. I don't know how it would have went down if it was just a straight on, like, uh, gladiator bat you might have you might have been better off because you know but if yeah it i mean like element to it i'm man so i grew up in a toxic household so like i don't like i rather talk down conflict but i also like confrontation uh, i prefer to stand up for other people but like there was a there was a time period there where they were trying to get like boxing matches together for abe and i and like or Abe Roman and I, or like, would you, would you fight CT? Would you do all of this other type of stuff? And I was like, man, like, this seems kind of fucked up. Like I just put together a team. That was real? Yeah. There was like, I think they really did boxing matches and stuff. Like, wow. um, I didn't know that. And so I never, like, I would always want to try to compete with them, but like, I'm not a fighter. <laughs> Lover, not a fighter. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, even, even when, even when punches are thrown, I definitely just go in for like, I go in for the takedown, like, Oh, I'm a big bear. Like, you know, just like disarm you type of thing. But like, I'll never, I don't ever want to hit anybody. Yeah. Did you like the challenges? Like how serious did you maybe take them? Cause if you look at it now, you flip on the channel, it's an entirely different show than when you were last on gauntlet Two. you know, it's almost like night and day. Were they taking that serious back then? Like, was it like something you really had to like train for or. <sighs> That's so like that's the problem with challenges is like you're going in right now like people are getting in such great shape for the challenge but they're not like they're not like i, I i'm not sure if they're real challenges that require people to be in that good of shape so to speak if, and like when you do those type of things to your body for the people who are just doing it all natural like good for them but for the people who like are are, are like you know getting in the best shape of their life with su with substances and everything like it's it's an animal house man like you just you it, it doesn't feel safe i i stay as far away from those people as i can i used to try to engage with them because i tried to see the best in everybody and i tried to like empathize or like just like connect with everybody because i wanted everybody to like me now now 
I don't have the time for that type of stuff. And frankly, I'm out of fucks. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just like, <laughs> I, I, if I was to go back on a challenge, I would just try to associate with like the best people I could. Was there a lot going on in that, like, or a lot of that going on when you were on the show? Like people uh, talking about substances and stuff? Because that's like a big rumor. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, like you don't have to get into specifics, but like, I just did it exist rather. Okay, we we can leave it at that. Um, but 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 speaking of challenges, I'm sure you've had to have heard through the grapevine of uh, all star shows that have just come out, which is a spinoff, pretty much bringing back old school people who haven't been on the show in a while. We just obviously alluded to your quest cast members. Um, yeah. they've been dipping at the well for those. We've had Katie, Hisella, Sophia. Steve even yeah. all competed in the past year. <laughs> Has there been any feelers thrown to Adam Larson? And if so, who or how did you first hear or were reached out to? Um, I mean, I said yes a couple of times and I just didn't feel like getting my passport renewed <laughs> to be completely honest. It's like, you know, when I, I, uh, I love being a dad and I was going through custody issues and I'm a single dad and, you know, going out on doing those type of things. It just you can't just leave the kids nor do i want, want to and uh i just have to keep on I, I want to go back and do something i don't know how to do it though like i'm just, i'm helping my brother with a with an it consultancy like i'm helping run that and um really like leaning into being a dad and there's this beautiful article by um Peter, Peter Irvin, or, um, anyway, it's, it's called like the tail end, but basically it's how we spend 90% of our time with our parents in the, in the years, like up to 18. Right. And then the rest of that time, that, that, that last like 20% is, or 10% if it's, if it's truly 90, but like Pareto's law, Pareto's whatever is like 80, 20. Right. So even if we've only spent 80% of our time with our parents and like the next 20 to 40 years we have with them, um is is like at holidays or like family reunions i don't know it's not that intentional so like i'm a big fan of like trying to do things multi-generationally and i think that instead of just looking at like how you're going to spend time with your parents like how are your parents going to spend time with you like that way as a as a parent now like i'm looking at the kids and like i don't want this to be 80 percent of my time with them i don't want to be enmeshed in their lives where like they're code where i cause them to be codependent but I do want them to feel supported and I would love to be able to like be in a state of appreciation during those stages of their life. Not just like, not just their childhood and adolescence. How did you first get approached to the all-stars thing? Like, was it Mark that reached out or was a producer that reached out to you? Um, I think Mark called, but like, I, like I was just really disconnected on social media and I think it was finally T who's like, or Shell who's like, uh, like the, they're trying to get in touch with you. And I was like, Oh, Awesome. And, uh, and Katie and, 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 you know, everybody's like, there've been a couple people who reached out and then, um, but the casting, they found me. Somebody was like, Hey, Adam, go, act, go check your Instagram, you idiot. Was there, was it ever a close call for you or was, did it really not get close to going? No, no. I mean, like I may have even signed, I may have even signed the contract or something. I just like, wow, I'm, I'm literally going through like family court doing child custody type stuff. And like, trying to figure out how to possibly be ready by August and get the, get the, um, my passport renewed. And I was just kind of like, I don't know. I just didn't feel like the juice was worth the squeeze. Like I'm finally do, I'm finally at this beautiful stage in my life where I I'm not like, I am not fighting with somebody for custody and I'm and and I am in a beautiful job. And in that experience was like, was that awesome vacation? It was that like, and from everybody, so everybody wanted to get together, right? But not mm -hmm. a single person has come back to me and, and said it was worth it. Every single person, like, have you I, asked? I, yeah, I stopped in Kentucky. Uh, like, we were going up to see my my girlfriend's family up in Michigan, and I, we stopped in Kentucky. And like, any opportunity that I have to see people, I would, I, I would like, Katie's special, and so like, um we're just sitting there and like, she was going back on another one, but I think she was still like, she went on two, the first two. Yeah. Like she was strategic about it. The, like I was, so I was just kind of chatting with her about 
uh, that and I was chatting with her family and they were like, Hey, this could be a really good opportunity. Like for financials, we have this strong, like a good idea for an investment. And like, I just love seeing, she was like, she'd so leaned into like being a mom and who she was. And was just like, Hey, if I can still provide and help out, but you know, you've really got to make sure it's worth, it's worth that time away from your family. And also you have no idea what's going to show up. Like somebody could say something really mean, like really, really mean, especially the, Especially people who are like embracing that character. Like where financially uh-huh. it benefits them to like continue to perpetuate that character, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So it sounds I like. I feel bad under- for girls because I have two little beautiful girls who are like, I'm trying to raise to be Princess Ninja Warriors. And if they ever got an awesome opportunity to be on a show and like somebody was like, like trying to make them into like, like, I don't know, like the. Here, Here's what my two favorite, uh, I don't know, but I don't want to say favorites, but like, you're either, you're either portrayed as a bitch or as a, as a whore. Like, is that fair? Like, how is that women, possibly fair? Women, definitely on yeah. these shows. 100%. The, fem- the female, well, the, the, maybe a bit of a direction now, but there's still a tremendous double standard that exists in entertainment right now. Yeah. It's like, where's the boss? Like, where, where's the, where's the woman who embraces like, it just like owns it and like is powerful and like you you want to change the course of a family you educate the woman because you know that she'll share and nurture and like like they're just kind whereas like sometimes like us men need to pass the reins to the women i think like i think we've been like you know i think we've had our we've 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 taken our turn at the front it's it's time to uh to block and tackle for the women that the Angela Merkel's and the <laughs> Jessica, Jessica Jacinda Ardern's or like what? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just like I love I love the the female leadership approach to COVID. The they were inclusive versus exclusive, and I feel like that's how even these shows are getting. Like when I when I hear people talk about new cast members, whether they're fresh meat or whatever, it's like. It's like all these little pockets, like, oh, that person's in sports or that person's just new. It's like, what happened to the inclusive type of thing? I remember that the old cast members just used to be the coolest because they they were so welcoming. You know what I mean? Like, mm. they were just like, yeah, it was beautiful. Errors are just different. That's all you could pretty much chalk it up to now. Time That's a great point. The genre has just changed, unfortunately, and it's just they're just trying to hit certain demographics now, unfortunately. Well, I think it's like who's got the most followers or likes just because like it's a, yeah. it's an obvious like it's, exactly. it's a measure. It's, it's measurable, right? Like it's one of those metrics that they can they can actually measure. But um, we vote with our we vote with our attention. You know, they, they always say you vote with your dollars, but your time is worth even more than your dollars. So I, w- I was watching that Love is Blind show. And uh, have you? Do you watch any other reality TV? Like my, my girlfriend, like I, 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 like I, I don't watch TV, man. I, I'm just like a grandpa. I do these, I work <laughs> out, go to bed. You know what I mean? Yeah, when I'm not riding the Peloton or like reading reading stories with the girls or uh, you know charting crypto, like trying to do some technical analysis, like I'll, I'll I'll watch the other train wrecks, the human train wrecks that are that are out on TV, and you know they can. You can get drama anywhere. You don't need to no need to do challenges. You can stick people in rooms. Listen, you bring up the word drama, and I hate to have to bring up this last point, but I <laughs> people would wring my neck if I didn't. We have yeah. to talk about your final show with um that uh sequence that went down between uh, you and Abe. What what the heck what the heck didn't we see that sparked that? Because all we know from what was shown was you're volunteering yourself to go into the pit, and I believe Susie was as well. Abram's not on the chopping block, but something just set off. Do you, like, from your recollection, do you even know, like, how we got from point A, which is just banter, to obviously point B, which we saw? Yeah, I mean, that that's one of those type of situations where um, it's just kind of like what was modeled for you. I bet you Abram wasn't able to trust a lot of people. So when it when it came time for me to be like, hey, let's just all take our turn. I'll go into it. It's a stressful, stressful environment. Like I was trying to like reverse engineer the success for like, how do we do the viewers revenge thing? And like, how do we go into the pit and make it fair? And um, I'm always trying to figure out like, hey, what's fair? 
and then I'll I'll go first. I just don't think he ever like. I, I don't think he ever trusted me, so we didn't have we didn't have a very good relationship to work on, um, and I just was like, I kind of thought his behavior was. I didn't think like poking at him and like kind of laughing at him would escalate the situation. I thought it would diffuse the situation. And when I realized that I could get a response out of him, I was like, okay, well, if, if he's not going to trust me and I can get a response, like, let's just have a little fun here. And I was immature. Like, I think I I was making like Hulk Hogan jokes and like wrestling type of stuff. And I was like, I was like, really Abram? Like, because like, yeah, like, I don't know, even back then, I feel like I was a grown up in, in, if you, you use your words, right? Like, <laughs> you, you did, you did to, to name a couple quotes, Adam, you had a couple fire one-liners. Hulk Hogan is one of them. And then <laughs> I'll always, I'll just never get the image out of my head. <laughs> you're sitting on a um i don't even uh, you're on a you're on a chair you're on a chair yeah, with my hot dad bod you with your hot dad bod and you've got a magazine out and you got you've got you've got glasses on you look like a bumpy <laughs> no, i'm just i'm just being honest adam <laughs> yep yep my old school i feel like at the those are my old like rudy project like triathlon glasses or something yeah, they're horrible and, and abram's yelling stuff at you you're not even looking at him and you're just like <laughs> you haven't even hit puberty yet abram <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i just did, i thought he was kind of arrested develop in his in his development but that was just me being mean no i that mean wasn't, I that you, wasn't nice you thought aside from like some of the i mean but if someone's yelling at you you're just gonna yell something back to say that someone's not is very you know unrealistic to say but aside from that i thought you handled it very well you didn't throw any punches at him you know no and i probably i mean who knows you he probably would have kicked down my- <laughs> I thought the this part Shane was trying to break it up. <laughs> then it goes from Shane trying to pull Abram to you're holding Abram away from Shane. Yeah, so like I I do get like um the only time I'll get physical is if somebody else is like if if somebody else is attacked or whatever and and so that there was like a fuse that was blown there for me and the girls were feeling super super unsafe around him. And so um yeah, it's just like nobody nobody needs any nobody needs to be in an abusive relationship. And I used to think that it's like it's okay to like because these people just exist, but they don't. Like I'm not anybody who's like being abusive, like hurt and also hurt people don't get to hurt people either. Like that's not cool. Like we're we need to all be woke enough and do the work at this point in our life to be like, all right, and like is this coming from a place of con- like I'm not going to sit here and you know pontificate, but like we just all need to. If I try to explain God to the girls because I was agnostic for a long time, it's pretty tough to explain God to a six and seven year old. But I'm going to do my best to like kind of tell you what what I tell them. I say I think God is everywhere and that He's inside all of us and that it's it's exhibited. I think that when you see the God inside of us, it's loving kindness. And I don't I don't think that God looks like anything. I think it's kind of the energy that brings this beautiful planet into existence and look and that flows these patterns flow through life. And that if you just can figure out what you like and, and move into that, that river, that flow or whatever, and kind of like be kind and, and, and be whatever we feel like, then the Bible stories and all of the other stories about God are just really good stories that we need to pay attention to. But like the, the God is in us. Yeah. Like God's not, it's the kindness. It's the love. It's the, it's the connection. So, um, yeah, I don't know what anybody, I've got all sorts of spiritual feelings these days. And just listen, you seem to have, uh, cleansed that, uh, part of your life out. So I'm glad that I'm glad to hear that you, you're, uh, you seem like a very Zen guy these days. I try to be man. Yeah. I like, thank you. I, I, I hope to share that with as many as with as many people as I can. Yeah. Did did that experience that or sequence like rub you away from wanting to do another show or were you already out the door anyway? Do you feel like? Uh, okay. As soon as I mean, like as I went into the spirits business and I just couldn't do, I couldn't do shows for like 
once you have a job, you just, you can't yeah. navigate that time away. It's it, like mm. e- outside of the whole financial type of thing about losing money. I mean, there's like, I love what Wes has done. Like, I love that he's, I love he's basically oh, yeah. like consulting in, in startups. I love that. Like, I love that people went back and got their degrees. Like, even if it was eight years later type of thing, like I, lo- I love that this show didn't like completely derail. Um, it, it didn't derail certain people uh, and that they're still figuring out what the other things they are c- to do. And they're like, the show never rubbed me the wrong way. It just stopped providing opportunities. Okay. That makes sense. So it all like, just go ahead. It's a pretty, like I also like took my winnings and, and, and made some like, Bad investments. I got scammed a couple times. I wow. Got I, I lent money to people who who chose not to return it. I I don't know. I just like the only reason to go back on the show sometimes is financial gains. And money is not my money is not my driver just because it's been you know there's been issues with it. So yeah. Well, it seems like uh, for one reason or another. Life's just kind of taking you down a path, and that path seems to be, you know, forming into something at least good right now, it seems, I would hope, you know. And I think it's everything a- just kind of worked itself out for a reason, you know. That's all, that's pretty much the only outlook you could look on it, like. Everything happens for a reason. And I just, yeah, I just, I meditate a lot, and I journal a lot, and I just, con- like, I, uh, every, every day I just kind of write down three things I'm grateful for. It's a great way to start off the that's day. Beautiful beautiful thing that's ironic because i actually thought about that recently finishing off my uh, podcast with the same thing i'm not even like no bullshit i just thought about really? this two days i was like you know i'm thinking of like a theme or something i'm gonna start asking at that like as the last question every single Gratitude. guest i have what are three things you're grateful yeah i love i that. actually you just thought do, about you that. should do that you want to start you want to start episode 130 with uh with three we'll, things we'll do that but after after this one last question, are there any cast members that you keep up with these days, if any? A little bit. Like I, I saw Katie. Um, uh, I, I keep in touch with Trishel a little bit. I try to like when I go down to New Orleans. Like I always check on I check in on her and her husband John. Um, the I would I would make time for I would make time for anybody. Yeah. Like I don't. Okay. I don't have this. I mean, Los Angeles was amazing just because of proximity. Uh, but I keep in touch with people. I kind of have the the eco challenge stuff that I did with Timmy and with with Jenna mm-hmm. and Ethan. Um, we kind of keep a little chat thread going. I think people keep you know. I'm not the best at keeping in touch. I've I've been living under a rock while I was going through like the last decade's been pretty tough. And so like, I finally am, I finally kind of pulled like a Phoenix type of thing and, and trying Rise to, from the ashes. there you go. Yeah. 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 I gotta, I gotta move the boulder out of the way first. <laughs> Listen, man, it's, it's normal to kind of, you need to, when you're going through something, you have to get through it. You know, that's the only way through when you're going through something, the only way to go through it is to go right through it is where I was getting at. And you have to do it. Nobody's going to get you through it. You have to do it yourself. So if that means, you know, kind of compromising everyday communication with some people for the betterment of yourself, that's all you can pretty much ask for. Yeah, totally. So now, gratitude, since I didn't mean to cut you off before, but just... Just had to do it. So this will be number 130. We'll see if this will be an open (laughs) for things to come. But Adam Larson, three things you're grateful for. Uh, I'm grateful for for my daughters. I'm grateful for for my partner, Allie. And and I'm grateful for my family. I never could have, I never could have bounced. Like I've, I've been through a bunch of bad things and, um, just when I say bad things, I, I, it could be, you know, running a marathon or like, like bad things come into your life, surgeries, whatnot, but like not things that knock you out, but like, it's all about like, all right, how quickly can you bounce back? And the, when I've been surrounded by, when, when I've been surrounded by love, I bounce back a whole lot quicker. So I'm just so grateful that, you know, people are kind to me and patient. So yeah, I, hope I, my could give you, I could give you a laundry list, but I feel like family is just like all my family is the most important thing to me right now. With like, and, and I count I count Ali as part of my family. So yeah, 
well, that's a beautiful thing to be grateful for. But I can't help but feel like with the patience thing, I kind of felt it ring right through me with me trying to get you on this today. <laughs> I don't know if that was subliminal or not. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, thank you for being patient. This has been yeah. this has been fun. It's been therapeutic. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, I'm glad we got to connect. I had a ton of fun uh, chatting with you. And, um, you know, in the future, if we ever want to do like a Q&A style thing, for maybe for some questions that um, fans watching this are going to be still curious about, we could maybe revisit. But um, I'm thankful. I'm thankful yeah. that you're so uh, generous with your time today. And um, this was fun. This was a ton of fun. Yeah, put it, put it together. Let's keep in touch. And like, I'm, uh, I'm overly transparent and, and overly vulnerable. So like, I think people are surprised with some of the things that come out of my mouth, just cause like, I'm, I'm trying to, ex I'm trying to make sure I get every experience out of life. And like, so there is no topic that I won't talk about. Cause you never know who's sitting there who might kind of relate to it somehow. And that's just all they need to be like, you know what? Adam's gone through it. Like, I don't know. I just, uh, let me share my love with people. Anybody who's got questions, ask them. If I if there's something I can help out with, let me know. I don't check social media, but like, <laughs> data. Maybe I, maybe I could relay a message or something like that, and we'll see if what happens. Yeah, especially if anybody out there is like walking on eggshells and dealing with like a loved one with like uh like a like mental illness, like personality disorder, any of that type of stuff, or like just people who are just trying to love themselves. Because like sometimes that like inner critic is the worst is like we need to just be kinder to ourselves like the re to change our perspective. So mm -hmm. yeah, man, let's reconnect. Let's stay in touch for sure. All right, let me, wait, let me waste more of your time with my like long winded answers that just like circle and circle and circle oh, to no, be no, no. be like, what did you ask again, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> All right, have a have a great rest of your day. Um, and I'll uh you know link link this to you whenever it's up i'm expecting uh later today at some point if that's fine that's awesome man thanks so much all right take care you too